0: This is your host, Mary Swafield, and welcome to the Wedpreneur Podcast. Join me and my guests each week as I take a deep dive into wedding business best practices examine challenges facing our industry, and interview wedding industry experts and thought leaders who will share their strategies for taking your wedding business to the next level. Whether you're new in the industry or a seasoned pro, each episode is filled with valuable information aimed to help you build and grow the wedding business that you are dreaming about. I'm ready if you are, so let's get started. Webpreneurs, welcome to the latest episode of the Smart Business for Wedding Pros podcast. I am your host, Mary Swafield. For today's mentoring session, I am chatting with Heather Farr from Heather Farr Events and Consulting, and we are chatting about all things ideal client and pricing. Heather wrote into the show asking for some advice on being able to reach her ideal client and get past the pricing objections. I know this is a challenge that many of us have experienced, so I hope you'll be able to get some great takeaways from today's show. Before we start, let me introduce you to Heather. Heather has over 12 years of wedding and special event planning experience. She got her start working in the world of catering and event venues, which she learned the ropes and fell in love with all things weddings. After she and her husband started their family, Heather decided that a better work-life balance was needed and decided to start her own wedding and event planning company in 2016. Heather now works from home planning weddings and working with couples on making their wedding visions come to life. Are you ready to go to the interview? Let's get started. Heather, welcome to the Smart Business for Wedding Pros podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. So, I really love doing these mentoring sessions because I find that in the wedding industry, so many of us are experiencing the exact same challenges, and the topic that you wrote in about is one I'm really passionate about, so I can't wait to dive in. Before right. we do that, though, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about you and your business.
1: Sure. Um Well, my name is Heather Farr. I am located in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area in the upper Midwest of the good old United States of America. Um, For those of you who are not familiar with where Milwaukee is, um, we are about an hour and a half north of Chicago. So a lot of people know where Chicago is um, as a frame of reference. So that's where we are. We're the biggest state, biggest city, I'm sorry, in Wisconsin. So we do have a pretty strong wedding market here. Um, We, our city is growing and evolving and really changing and becoming more um, cosmopolitan and exciting by the day. So that's great. Um, As far as my background goes, I am born and raised here, went to college here as well. I studied journalism and mass communications. And while I was in college, I worked in the hospitality industry um, in restaurants and in private events, it's like a server and bartender, and that is where I really discovered my love for private events. And I had one of those cases of I don't know what I want to do when I grow up um, at that mm-hmm. juncture in my life. So really, I you know I was a young twenty-something year old. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm good with people. I I like to I like to have fun. I like working with people. I'm I'm good at talking and writing and, you know, so it just kind of organically fell into me working in the special events industry. Um, The person who was the sales manager at the location I was working at needed help as an assistant. I started working with her, realized I loved it. Um, From there, finished school, decided I really wanted to pursue an event planning career because I loved it. And turns out that what I studied in school, journalism, mass comm, and PR was a great fit because I learned a lot of good skills for working with people, overcoming issues, which let's face it, we have a lot of them in this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I think I learned a lot of good communication skills, how to... Um, read body language, how to phrase things, so making a no sound like a yes, you know, all those kinds of things we need to know. Um, so really I, I started off working with a couple different venues in the Milwaukee area as a salesperson, selling the space and selling catering. So that's where I started. Then I left and worked with a well-known catering company in the Milwaukee area for many years. Um, that's really where I learned weddings. Um, wedding, 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 wedding galore. And I just fell in love with it. Um, I was a catering sales manager for them for many years. Um, worked with many different really cool venues in the Milwaukee area, everywhere from botanical gardens to museums to um, Mansions and all sorts of really cool places. So I learned how to deal with interesting, unique, you know, logistical challenges. Um, in the middle of that, my life, my personal life was changing. Got married, had a kid, then had another kid. And I just really was craving more work-life balance in my life. And my husband really encouraged me to, you know, he said, you have all this experience, you have these contacts, just do it for yourself and be in control of your own life here a little bit more. And um, that's what I did. So I left the old previous job and just decided to take a little bit more control over my destiny and here I am. And I'm on my third wedding season solo now, but I have well over 10 years experience. So that's kind of how I sell myself to people. I may seem new on the scene, but I'm not. Been around the block in a good
0: way. (laughs) That's amazing. What a great story.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Sorry I'm a little wordy here, but that's that's my... that's my story.
0: No, I love it. I really love hearing the stories of how people get into this industry because we come from so many different backgrounds and I think Me there's too. a lot there's so much to be said for uh you know, identifying where you came from and how that guided yeah. your journey for sure.
1: Yes, and it still does every day. Yeah. Honestly, it still does
0: every day. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. You filled out your application, and you mentioned that one of the challenges you were facing is how to market to your ideal client and overcome the price objection, right? Yes, and I think this yes. is a this is a problem and a pain point that so many of us experience, and I think even more so now as the market becomes more and more crowded. Mm-hmm. so let's dive right into that. so to get us started, can you tell me about your ideal client?
1: Sure um well i I guess I would say my ideal client is someone who this is a stumper. My ideal client is somebody who wants to be hands-on, but not do everything herself and needs guidance. Mm -hmm. Somebody who is a little less traditional than the typical bride. I find myself really gravitating towards brides who, um, have a little bit of funkiness or bohemian-ness to them, um, people who are looking for to, just to create not just a not just a super traditional wedding, but just a really amazing experience. Mm-hmm. I would say my ideal client is probably not extremely high-end, but more in the middle-upper price point, mm-hmm. kind of what I kind of want to market myself self towards. Those are the kind of brides I seem to jive well with.
0: Okay. Well, that's a really great start. So I will tell you that before we hopped on this call, I Mm -hmm. did some research on you. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So I spent a good amount of time on your website and looking over your social media. And so if this is your current ideal client, do you find, Mm -hmm. are you attracting those people right now? Or, what types of clients are you attracting?
1: I would say, with every season, it's getting better, mm-hmm. meaning that I'm getting more of my ideal client. I think um, I would say it's about
0: 50 50. Okay. Right now, it's getting better. And that's important, right? I think that the more experience we have too, and the more weddings we do, we tend to really Mm -hmm. narrow in and focus on who that target client is and understand better how to reach them. So what are you doing in your marketing strategy right now to reach those clients? Well, I would say I'm, I'm really, my,
1: my most success is coming from social media. Mm -hmm. I would say making sure that I am networking with like-minded vendors who are working with clientele and that similar, you know, that similar ideal client. Um, I'm finding that when I'm working with them on a wedding, if I make sure that I connect with them afterwards, we connect on social media, we collaborate, make sure we're tagging each other in the posts that are after the weddings, et cetera, that that's really helping me gain traction with the right clientele
0: awesome. And that's, that's working really well. Yeah. Me. That's really, really important, right? I love that. Yes. So how do you think your ideal clients are spending their time online? You mentioned social media. Do you mm-hmm. think that that's where they're mostly gravitating towards? It seems as though, so yes, yeah, social
1: media, um, you know, the company I used to work for did a lot of work in wedding wire. I'm not sure how heavily that's used anymore in the wedding industry. Um, or at least in my market. I know it kind of varies from market to market. Yes. But I do think the majority of them are looking Google search and social
0: media. Yes, definitely. So, and this is sort of the new, the new way of living, right? Where Mm -hmm. most people do their research when it comes to purchasing or hiring decisions based on what they see on social media. And it can be, it could be such a challenge, right? To have to be everywhere all the time because people do, it's called social credibility. They're looking to make sure Mm -hmm. you are a credible company based on your presence on social media. Definitely. Okay. So we've sort of established who your ideal client is, where they're spending their time online and what you're currently doing to market to them, which you're doing some really good things. So that's a really great start. Now right. I'm curious about you and your company and can mm-hmm. you tell me, and don't worry if you're stumped on this one a little bit too, cause this can okay. be a, a difficult question for some people, depending on where you are in your strategy. Sure. What is it about you and your company that is different from your competitors?
1: What's different about me and my company is that I have so much experience than most of my competitors do. Most of my competitors, I would say, uh, there are some very well established planners in town. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the planners that I go up against might have one or two years of experience, which is fine. But I would say what sets me apart is that I have well over a decade um, where, you know, I worked in countless menus throughout the area. So I just have a lot of experience.
0: Okay. Well, that's a really good start. And so I think when you look at the way you're marketing and your key messaging, you want to make sure that you're mm-hmm. integrating that, right? And it is on your website. I did see yes. a fair amount of that. Um, so when we talk about your ideal client, you also want to make sure that you're looking for people who value an experienced professional, right? So that's Mm -hmm. going to have to be one of their characteristics for sure. When it comes to the style, you mentioned that you gravitate towards more uh, or less traditional funky bohemian style. Mm -hmm. How does that set you apart from your competitors? Or do you think that that's common?
1: I actually think the fact that I have so much experience gained in working in very non-traditional venues sets me apart. Mm, mm -hmm. Meaning that when I worked, when I worked for the off-premise catering company, we specialized in making events happen flawlessly in places that were really, frankly, not meant to host events. Um, I don't want to take that away from people that work in hotel ballrooms or in very traditional spaces, but they do not pose the same... Challenges mm-hmm. as barn weddings or outdoor weddings or a museum that has very, you know, strict rules because there's, you know, tr- priceless treasures in there. Or, um, you know, one of the venues in our, in Milwaukee we're known for is the Harley Davidson Museum. I've done weddings there and it's a very unique venue. Um, mansions, etc. So I would say, the fact that I have so much experience working in really, really unique and also challenging venues sets me apart because not everybody has that
0: background. That's amazing. And that's really important because that that venue decision is such Mm -hmm. a huge decision for couples, right? Absolutely.
1: And it sets the tone for everything else.
0: Really, you know, the draft
1: that they're going to pick,
0: everything, it sets the tone for. So I love that we sort of dove down a little deeper. And so it's not Mm -hmm. so much about just the experience that you have, which you have a lot of, but Mm -hmm. also this really unique experience you have in terms of being able to find unique venues. So I would love to see more of that come through in your marketing too. I think you should definitely, you know, showcase that as one of your unique selling propositions Thank you. That's a great idea. I'm going to write that down. Awesome. Okay. And then the other thing I noticed, so you have five different services listed on your website. So you have a premium service, full service, partial service, day of coordination, and then a la carte planning. So question for you, which of those do you book the most of? I would say partial.
1: Okay. My partial planning, I do the most of, I'd love to do more full service. Of course we'd all love to. Yeah. Um, but I would say partial. Most of my clients want to do, they don't want to be completely hands-off. And I don't mind doing partial at all. I, I like it. It's great. I'm still involved in everything. I still know what's going on. But but most of my clients really do want to be hands-on to some degree and mostly need guidance with things like budget vendor recommendations, because it's overwhelming, you know, vetting the vendors, letting them know. Experiences I've had working with them or haven't had working with them, etc. cetera. Um, so definitely
0: partial. Okay. So which of your services do you sell the least of? I would say my premium and, and full service packages. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So right. out of all of those, you kind of mentioned this, that you would love to sell more full planning. If you I had wouldn't. to choose one service that you offer that you wanted to be sort of your signature service, which one would it be?
1: I would say my partial planning right now, just because I feel like it, I, I like it. It's great. I get to be more hands-on than just, I really should change stay-up coordination. I should, I should call it month-up. I get to be much more hands-on than that. Yeah. Um, And it seems to appeal to my ideal clientele because most of my clientele do want to be hands-on, but just need some guidance here and there.
0: Okay. So, I'm assuming you've done obviously some competitive scanning in your area. You seem aware of what your competitors are doing. Do you, are all of them offering partial planning? Is this a really common uh, service in your industry? Okay. It is. It's very common where, where I am. Interesting. Okay. So how do you think you could phrase it or, um, I guess, frame the services that you offer that stands out a little from your competitors, because here's what I see quite often that Mm -hmm. if we're all offering the same services and we're all basically using the same words to describe the services we're offering, Mm -hmm. then when couples come to us and they do their research with everything being equal, it's really easy for them to fall back on just comparing based on prices, right? You're right. So definitely, I think we have to find a balance between the terms, the names of these services that uh, our couples will recognize, but also Mm -hmm. find ways to stand out. So when I look at your website and I see that you have five levels of service, which is good, and five packages... But it also makes me think if there was somewhere in there that you can shine and really mm-hmm. promote that as your signature service, that's going to mm-hmm. help you stand apart from your competitors who probably have, are offering some form of the exact same five services you're offering. Right. right. Definitely. Definitely. And the, the key is, you know, there's so much buyer psychology out there that you can research. People tend to purchase the middle package. It's where people feel Mm -hmm. the most comfortable. So if you have, you know, a higher price service and then a slightly lower price service, they're most likely to purchase in the center. But if you have five, I think it confuses things a little bit. True. True. And and so people are like, Well, I don't really know where I fall on the spectrum of how much help I need. And I think that the more we can educate clients, obviously, you know, I talk about this all the time, the more we can educate clients of the values of those different services. So for me, we have never offered partial partial um planning in our in our company. It's just not a good fit for where we are. (laughs) But I think that there's so much value to it if you're able to talk about it correctly. So if you sell it to people the way you sold it to me, which is, mm-hmm. you know, we, they want to be hands-on, but still have the resources and the support. I think you can expand on that on your website a little bit. So people really understand what they're getting when they hire you for partial services. Right.
1: I think so too. And I think that's a great point, especially since you, you brought me to to the point of one of the things they need the most help in is venue recommendations. And that's really where I shine. And I think what sets me apart is because when I worked for the off-premise catering company, I worked in every venue in the city that allowed off-premise caterers. So I know them and I know them well. So you're right. I really should be highlighting that as something that I can offer that other people
0: don't have. Yes. And when you talk about you know, how you're set apart from your competitors and also the scope of work that's included with partial planning, which I mm-hmm. think is really key because there's always that potential for the scope creep to come in. And then suddenly you're actually more doing more like full planning and yes. that's always a risk with partial planning. Yes. right? Yes. But when you share what your scope of work is and advertise that and market that, you can really focus in on the fact that you have so much more experience when it comes to these. Venues than anyone else in your market, and make that a key feature of this service. That's a great point. Awesome. Okay. So, your priority. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, looking at your website and the way you talk about it, you're really passionate about the venue piece and about helping couples without taking that control fully away from them. And I think that will definitely Definitely. resonate with specific clients. I think so too. Okay. So, when it comes to pricing so in my experience it's kind of the mid-priced companies that struggle the hardest when it comes to selling where would you say in terms of the market you're at where do you land in terms of pricing
1: mid-priced so definitely uh-huh. i feel like i'm in that that point where i'm struggling with with that because it's i'm not i don't want to overprice myself but definitely i don't want to underprice myself either
0: yeah absolutely nor should A hard you balance. Right, It is such a hard balance to find. And, you know, I offer a pricing program. I won't dive too deep into it. But one of the things that we talk about is knowing, first of all, how much money you need to make, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the first question we all have to ask ourselves. How much money do I actually need to make, first of all, to break even, and second, to cover expenses, and the actual life that you want to create for yourself, right? But, uh, so there's that factor. And then there's the value factor. And this is what I'm really passionate about. I think that when we... Examine how to price ourselves in this industry. Often we fall too heavily back on, well, I've only been doing this for two years or I've only been doing this for three years. And in your right. case in particular, yes, okay, maybe your business is relatively new, but you mm-hmm. have like a massive amount of experience I behind do. you. I do. Yes. I do. And
1: it, that's where I struggle because say, well, you're, you know, because I have to be careful. I can't use pictures. I've mm-hmm. done thousands of events. Yes. But I, can't, I can't use pictures on my portfolio from when I worked for someone else, because that wouldn't be, that's not ethical business wise, et cetera. So I really just have to rely on making people understand and selling myself. So it's, it's hard. So yeah, it's, it's kind of where my biggest struggle is
0: right now. Well, and I think when you sit down, one of the questions I ask people all the time is when you sit down and think about what you bring to the table, how do you communicate that? How do you word that? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I find it so hard for us as wedding professionals to really turn that spotlight inward on ourselves and be like, what do wow. I bring to the table that is unique? Because often especially in the wedding industry, we're offering very similar services from competitor to competitor to competitor that include the same scope of work. And if Mm -hmm. we can't really narrow our focus in what sets us apart, then it's really challenging to sell our value, right? But for me, I, I examine a whole different scope of what value means to our clients because ultimately what we do is we solve a problem for our clients. And the better we are at solving that problem, the higher our value is. So from your Mm -hmm. perspective, if your clients, one of their problems that they're facing is that it's such a challenge for them to pick a venue or understand how to choose a venue, then that is something that elevates your value in their eyes. And as such, you should be able to charge a little bit of a premium for that, right? So I think what it comes down to is we have to understand that First of all, our marketing has to speak really clearly about what sets us apart. You should be shouting it from the rooftops. They are not going to know unless you tell them, right? Right. And when you do that, they're less likely to just choose on price. So think of it this way if you went to a store and found three handbags that all had the same features and the same aesthetics, which one would you buy? Well, the least expensive one, right? But Mm -hmm. if you found one that really stood out to you, that really met a need that you had and was really unlike all of the other handbags, it would catch Mm -hmm. your attention first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then you'd be way more interested in the unique aspects of it than you would be the pricing. And most likely you'd be willing to pay slightly more for something that's less generic. So whenever I look at the marketing uh, that wedding professionals are putting out there, I'm always trying to find out if I can guess by looking who their target client is. I want okay. to be able to make that connection right away. And I also want to be able to pick out really quickly what sets you apart. And I found hints of it in your marketing. I definitely mm-hmm. did, but I feel like you just need to go like a little more bold with it and really, really like hammer into people that this is something you specialize in. You are basically a specialist within your market. Right. Okay. I agree with you 110%. I do. Good. And,
1: and I, think, yeah, that's exciting to me because I think that that would also help me get more of my ideal clients and probably build my full service planning business because those people need help with venues. That's the first thing they need. Yes,
0: absolutely. Right? Okay. So I love this. So we've made some progress today because I feel like I have a more clear vision of who you want to work with. And I definitely have a way more clear vision in terms of what sets you apart from everybody else. So what the next step for you is going to be, Heather, is how do you integrate that into the marketing pieces that you put out there? And what I encourage you to do is to find some really creative ways to do that. So Mm -hmm. When you talk about the fact that you have experience with so many different venues and you know these venues really well, I picture instantly in my head, you know, a whole Instagram series on the 10 most unique venues in your market or, you know, blogging about every different venue and having, you know, their catering manager or whomever come and do an interview with you on your blog. And the more you can establish that you are the de facto expert in your area on venues, the more trust is going to come in from those potential clients. And the whole no like trust factor is so critical as we know in marketing. So the more that you can demonstrate your expertise, I think the more people are just going to start to see you as that number one uh, resource in your area to come to for these things. Awesome.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. Okay.
0: I'm making notes. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. Um, Okay. Awesome. So I think it's, what it comes down to is in order to sell your value, you have to really know and have confidence in what your value represents to people. And that goes down back to the whole solving that problem for people. Ultimately what we do is we solve problems. That's really what our job comes down to. And so knowing what problem you're solving and really showcasing to people how easily you can solve that is going to be, I think, amazing for your business. Awesome. Okay, that's awesome. exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited for you, and I can't wait to Thank see you. what happens. And everybody who's listening, Me too. I almost forgot for a second, by the way, that we were actually recording this. Like I was, totally I kind of in did it. too. It's funny. <laughs> Me too. I was very, I
1: was very in it because I'm envisioning all these things in my head right now. I'm probably not
0: going to sleep tonight. I'm just going to work on it. Well, that's so exciting. Oh, it is exciting. Awesome. Okay. Well, before I let you go, cause we've, we're like 30 minutes in already, which is crazy before I let awesome. you go, I would love to know what your why is, Heather. Tell me what part of being in the wedding industry gets you super excited every single day. Oh,
1: I love being a part of making memories for people and being a part of making somebody's special day just that much more special and making it stress-free. That's my why. I love making people happy.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so great. And
1: I just love making everybody happy in my life, whether they're my clients, my family, my friends. I just love to take care of people.
0: Oh, you are such a sweetheart. (laughs)
1: Sometimes.
0: (laughs) Um, No, I, I,
1: I, I do. I just love to take care of people. I like people to... Feel as though that they have somebody that has their back, whether it's my clients, my husband, my kids, my family, my friends, my
0: neighbors, that's my why. I just, I love to take care of people. Okay, well, Heather, I also want to add then, I feel you need to infuse that into your marketing as well. You, the way you just spoke about that is so passionate and so clear. And it really speaks to who you are as a person. And let's never forget that when couples hire us, they're not hiring our brand. They're not hiring Mm -hmm. our company. They are hiring, it's such a personal relationship. They are hiring us as people. And who you are as a person and what values you hold really near and dear to your heart, I think will really resonate with that target audience that you identified. Thank you. Thanks. And and that could not be more true. It's such a personal
1: decision. It's not just who's going to, you know, do their nails that day. Not that that isn't a personal decision, but we are so intimately involved in every aspect of this journey that they're on
0: and the big day that it really is personal. So thanks for pointing that out. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see where you go from here. Me too. Can you share with our audience how they can find you on social media and your website? Yes. Um, on
1: Facebook, you can find me at Heather Farr. That's F as in Frank, A-R-R events. I'm located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't think there is another person with my name that does wedding planning out there. (laughs) Um, Instagram, you can find me at, at Heather Farr events altogether. Um, website
0: www.heatherfarevents.com. That's amazing. And I will link to all of those in our show notes as well. Thank you. Well, much Heather, appreciated. Yeah. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so Likewise. much for being on the show. Thank you for
1: having me and thank you for the helpful tips. I think um, I have a lot of exciting things to
0: work on here. So I'm looking forward to seeing where it takes me. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. I am so excited for Heather as she starts narrowing her focus towards her signature service and really places some emphasis in her marketing tactics on her unique and vast experience on the venue and catering side. A few key points I want to recap for you. So first of all, make sure that you know what you're bringing to the table. You are one of a kind, and though your services and offerings may be standard, you need to be able to identify what it is that sets you apart and weave that into your marketing. Second, make sure that your past experience matters. This becomes part of your value proposition and you should really market it as such. Your value is not directly tied into your recent experience in the wedding industry. You've done so many other things in your life and that is all part of your value proposition. Number three, your pricing is a marketing tool. If you price yourself in the middle of the pack, you actually run the risk of getting lost in the shuffle. So really evaluate all of the value that you bring to the table and integrate that into your pricing. Fourth and final, know your why. This is often a very unique story that your ideal client is going to resonate with. Share your story, share your heart and why you love doing what you do. And I guarantee it's going to reach the people that you want to reach. They are going to hear you and they are going to want to work with you. That is all for today, Wedpreneurs. As always, it has been an absolute pleasure being here with you today. If you or someone you know is interested in being featured on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can access our application at thewedpreneur.com forward slash podcast guest. I would love to hear from you. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Wedpreneur podcast. I'm so incredibly grateful to all of my listeners and would like to take a moment to invite you to keep the conversation going. Head on over to my free online community at thewedpreneur.com forward slash join. If you enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word by leaving us an honest review on iTunes. I appreciate each and every one of you and welcome your feedback. Until next time.